0: Amen. If you got your Bible, Matthew, the 23rd chapter, thank you for all the musicians and singers for coming early and practice, all you that came to to pray early. Amen. Prayer makes all the difference in the world. Amen. Without prayer, it's dead church. I said without prayer, you're going to have a dead church. Amen. The Bible said He's not the God of the dead the God of the living amen praise God amen when I got the Holy Ghost it was life and it's still life this morning amen you get the word of God in you Jeremiah said it's like fire shut up in my bones some people wonder what's all the commotion. Why do you act like that? Well, if you can imagine with me for one moment that somebody turns some fire loose in your bones, let me tell you one thing: you don't do in a fire is you don't sit still. And I can't tell you what'll happen. Everybody responds different. The one thing they don't do is sit still. The fire will change people. Amen. Matthew 23 and 37. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have? Everybody say, how often would I have? Jesus saying, there was something I really wanted to do. How often would I have gathered thy children together. Amen. God loves it when his people come together. Even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings. But then he said, and ye would not. Amen. I want to preach from this simple little title what Jesus' request was. Amen. If you'd let me just say it like this. I would have. Amen. Jesus said, how often would I have gathered? And I want to preach for a little while. I would have. Now I'll just go ahead and tell you, this is not what you want Jesus to say to you. Amen. I'll just go ahead and jump to the end of the sermon right now. This is not what you want to hear. Amen. So before the end of this, we're going to change some things in this house. Amen. Help me pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for miracles in this house. I pray for understanding. I pray that people's eyes would be open today. I pray that their ears would be open, their eyes would be open to the truth. Amen. They would see it like they've never seen it before. Come on, if it's appropriate, join up with somebody next to you. Come on, let's have a prayer meeting right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, can you cry out to God right now? We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Need you, Lord. And thank you for loving us, God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Amen. I simply want to preach. Everybody say, I would have. My pastor's father, Bishop A.O. Holmes, he said that our life was a dressing room. Amen. The point being made that it's in this life that we are getting ready for what happens next. Amen, there's a preparation. The Bible talks about the church being the bride of Christ. And if you think there's a bride that doesn't prepare, you're mixed up. Amen, they got, a, they got a list a mile long of things they need to do and, amen, things they want to do and questions about what needs to happen. Amen, it should be in the mental uh Understanding of a bride, there's things that I need to do to get ready for what is going to happen next. Let me just tell you: you you can you can get prepared or you can stay unprepared. It doesn't, nobody's gonna make you do anything, but I'm just here to preach to you a little while. Amen. That there's a day coming real soon uh, that Jesus is coming back for his bride. Uh, Come on. We want to be ready more than anything in this world. Uh, We want to be ready to meet the Lord. Uh, Amen. Don't don't get so focused on this world and the things of this world that you can't even come to church because you're trying to make five more cents or trying to make one more deal or trying to do one more thing. Uh, Amen. To where God's house becomes... uh, Uh, unimportant to you or on the back shelf or on the back burner. Uh Let me tell you, the most important thing in your life uh, is to be ready when that trumpet blows. Uh, Amen. How much money you got in your pocket will mean nothing. Uh, What your last name is will mean nothing. Uh, How big your house is will mean nothing. Uh, All that will matter is if you are ready to meet him. Come on, let's love him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, in this life is a one shot deal. One chance at getting it right. We either get it right or we're going to suffer for eternity. Amen. There's no need of living in a fairyland and act like nothing's happening. The world's going to go on like it always has. Amen, the world may go past your life, but there's coming a point. Uh, Amen, whether you go by the rapture or go by the grave, something's about to happen. Uh, Amen, a man's life is like a vapor. Uh, It's here today and it's gone tomorrow. Uh, It's here a minute and then it's gone. Uh, Hey, don't get focused on everything that ain't right. Uh, Get your mind in this book uh, and say, Lord, help me to be right. Come on, let's love Jesus right now. Man, this is what Paul would write to the Roman church. He said, For we shall all, everybody say all, All. we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Amen, everybody. The one that says there ain't a God is going to stand before that God. deny it all you want but there's a book uh, that is written when everything else passes away heaven and earth this book is going to stand Uh, amen you might as well just say if there's going to be a meeting if there's going to be a judgment day uh, I might as well get ready for it Uh, I don't want to just cover up my eyes and act like it ain't coming uh, we might as well just say, hey, help me get ready for it. Help me be ready to be God. Amen. And at this judgment seat is where uh, it's going to be declared the works of our lives and what we have done. Amen. And when you get to Matthew 23, it, Jesus is what he's really doing. He's, he's judging The city of Jerusalem in a sense. He's making a declaration. That's what a judgment is. Look at the facts and make a declaration. And he looks at Jerusalem. And he simply says, I would have. In other words, Jerusalem, you missed out on a lot of promises. You missed out on a lot of things I wanted to do in your life. Amen, I would have done a whole lot more. Hey, I don't ever want to hear that. Amen. Amen, I want to be the one that he squeezes every drop of life out of it. Uh, Everything he's got intended for me, I I want it. Uh, I don't want to leave anything on the table. Uh, I don't want to leave any gift behind. Uh, I don't want to leave one Bible study behind. Uh, I don't want to leave one soul behind. Uh, I want to do whatever I can do, uh, amen, to be pleasing to him. But he told Jerusalem, I would have. I would have. Well, what a sad few words. This was not an immediate declaration that he announces, but it happens after. He has worked with them for a long time. It's after he's preached many messages to them. and it's after he's taught in the temple, the Bible says, "Daily, Amen. This is after he fed them miraculously. This is after he healed entire communities. every single one was healed. And yet, many times when he would teach them, they desired to kill him. And he would have to escape out of their hands. I didn't do an exhaustive search, but I found about eight different places where they were so mad at him over what he said, he had to get out of town just to keep his ministry going. Man, Paul would tell Timothy... For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. He said there's a time coming where you can't just, they don't want to hear truth preached to them. He said there will be a time coming where they would heap to themselves, gather people that they wanted to hear. He said there's coming a time where they're going to find the Joel Osteen channel, huh? The guy that preaches, you ain't got to do anything. You're just going to be blessed. Amen. He said there'd be a time when they wouldn't want to hear sound doctrine anymore. But it doesn't change the word. Whether you want to hear it or not, the word is still the word. Amen. And if it don't change, and and he's the same yesterday, today, today. And forever, we might as well just make up our mind. I'm going to embrace it till the day that I die. Amen. If it says it, I'm going to do it. If it says don't do it, I ain't going to do it. Lord, order my footsteps. Hallelujah. Galatians would teach us there's a war going on and it's your flesh and what the spirit of God would want you to do amen it says these two are contrary one to another amen it's not unnatural for there to be something inside of a man that doesn't really want to hear the word of God amen but you got to be smart enough to know you got a flesh You gotta be smart enough and have enough discernment to know uh, that if I follow my natural man, I'm going to be lost. Uh, You gotta have enough spiritual mind uh, to know I gotta change. Uh, I can't. Come on, the works of the flesh will not let anybody go to heaven. Uh, Amen. At some point, the spirit's gotta take over. At some point. You got to put the old man on the altar. At some point, you got to say, God, not my will, but thy will be done. At some point, you got to say, I've tried it my way and it didn't work. God, show me your way. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Jesus said, You killed the prophets. Man, he he was very well aware of that because he had just got baptized by a man named John the Baptist. And they just cut John the Baptist's head off. He said, You stoned the ones that were sent to you. And Jeremiah was one of the Old Testament. Messengers of God that was stoned. Let me tell you, these prophets and messengers that Jesus was talking about, these were not bad actors. These were not immoral men. These were not dishonest, unethical people. These were messengers of God. And even though they were true men of God, the flesh still don't want to hear what anybody's got to say. Come on I'm going to preach to somebody. Uh, at some point you got to t- flip that switch in your mind that says uh, I can do this all by myself uh, and you got to say no uh, I need a voice in my ear. Uh, I need I need a shepherd in my life. Uh, I need somebody to lead me. Uh, I need somebody to guide me. Uh, I need somebody to make sure I don't get off track. I need somebody when I do get off track that'll come find me and pull me back. Keep me going the way I need to go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm just I'm just laying this out exactly like God laid it to me. He gave it to me like a book almost. Hallelujah. You can't let a bad experience of some other preacher in the past or somebody posing as a prophet or posing as a pastor or an evangelist, amen, that wasn't ethical and didn't do you right. You can't allow that to get in your mind and say, I don't need the fivefold ministry. Let me tell you, you can't make it to heaven without the fivefold ministry. The Bible said they were given to you. Uh, everybody say they were given to us. They were given to us for the edifying of the body of Christ. They were given to you for the perfecting of the body of Christ, for the enlightening of the body of Christ. He said, I'm going to put preachers in your life, uh, I'm going to put evangelists in your life. Uh, Teachers and preachers in your life. Uh, Amen. And they're going to teach you the word of God. Uh, They're going to feed you the word of God. Uh, Don't act like you don't. Come on. Come on. I'm gonna help somebody. Uh, Amen. Uh, The flesh don't want to be led. Uh, The flesh don't want anybody to tell it what to do. How do you know that? Because I'm flesh. How do you know that? Because I got a pastor. Uh, how do you know that? Because I've worked jobs before. Uh, i worked. I've had customers before. Uh, and I didn't want any of them to tell me what to do. I didn't want a supervisor to tell me what to do. Uh, I sure didn't want a co-worker telling me what to do. Uh, hey Amen. Uh, but one day I got the Holy Ghost. Uh, and I got... And something changed inside of me. Oh, I feel Jesus in this place. He It's the ones that reject, it's the ones that rejected everything that God, every message God sent to them. They ended up in a category all by themselves. And the category was the ones that he said, well, I would have. That's not the category I want to hang out in. I want to hang out in the category where the blessings of heaven are falling. Uh, Hey, I'm telling you, things are going to wrap up. I'm sitting, I, when I was 13, I was worried about the coming of the Lord. Now I'm 50 years old. It didn't take two weeks for that to happen, maybe two months, maybe two years, but it didn't take long. And I went from worrying about the coming of the Lord to worrying how long, how much longer am I going to live? How many more messages do I get to preach? How many more Bible how many Bible studies I get to teach? How many times do I get to sit down and show people Jesus' name, baptism? Uh, Amen. Uh, I'm telling you, there's an appointment coming. Uh, I said, there's an appointment coming. There's a time coming. Uh, Amen. I want to be ready. I don't want to be mad at nobody. Uh, I don't want bitterness in my spirit. Uh, Amen. I don't want to be chewing people out. Uh, I want to be ready uh, for that meeting. Uh, Amen. I don't want anything that would stop up my well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This was a group. Of people, he looked out over this group. He said, I would have. I would have done a lot more. I could have done so much. We could have evangelized the whole world. But they rejected his request. He said, I, I would have. Gathered you under my wings. But they rejected that also. Some people reject the gathering. Some people don't want under his wings because there's other people there. Some people don't want to go to the church because there's somebody they don't like there. I might just slow down a little while. Might be going through my notes too fast. He said, oh, how I would have gathered you. Not one at a time. Not me and Jesus got our own thing going. We don't need nobody else. What a clown that wrote that. He said, I would have gathered you. Well, I don't know about that. What crowd you want to be in? Hey, I want to be in the blessed crowd. Some some people some people don't like the gathering because you got to get up out of the lazy boy to do it. You got to brush your teeth and fix your hair. It's a whole lot of trouble. It's kind of like Jeroboam said, it's a whole lot of trouble to go to Jerusalem. Why don't you just stay here and worship this golden calf? Hey, when it comes too much trouble, when the thought goes through your mind it's too much trouble, that ought to scare you to death. That ought to put the fear of God in you. God, don't even let that go through our minds. Some reject the gathering and the assembling. Some reject the one that was gathering them. But he simply told them this. Ye would not. I requested. But ye would not. Jerusalem, you wouldn't do it. They rejected the pull of Jesus. They rejected the draw. And when they did that. They rejected the miracles. Hallelujah. He couldn't do much in that city. When they rejected the gathering and the the one that was wanting to gather them, they rejected the salvation that came with it. When they rejected him, they rejected the protective hand of being under his wings when they rejected him let me tell you this story did not turn out the way they wanted it to turn out or the way they dreamed it would turn out simply because they rejected the voice of god hallelujah the last thing i want to hear god say is i would have well I would have. You know what I want to hear him say? Well, done. You stand before him and he's looking at you face to face. You don't want to hear him say, Well, I I would have. I would have done a lot of stuff for you. I want him to look at everybody in this room and say, Well done. Thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Well, I've only got a few things. God's watching. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody shouting, nobody. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. We're going to make some category choices today before we leave. Amen. Amen. I don't want to hear him say, well, I would have filled you with the Holy Ghost. But you just would not repent. I would have healed you, but you just, you could not get the faith to believe. Can I preach a little while? Actually, can I just read this book that God gave me yesterday? I would have blessed you financially, but you couldn't stay humble enough. And you couldn't put me first. I couldn't do what I wanted to do. I would have anointed you, but you would not purge yourself through prayer. The most dangerous thing is to be anointed and not purged. You're talking about a train wreck. God has anointed you it ought to terrify you you ought to be the first one to prayer meeting you ought to be the first one at the altar crying your eyes out and saying God don't let my mind get mixed up come on church I'm going to preach to you a little while. I'm going to help somebody. Uh, Saul, you, you were so used of God. When you were little in your own eyes. In other words, when you were poor and you didn't have a mirror. And you were little to yourself. When you became anointed and you got to your palace and you got that mirror, full length mirror, and you realize I'm head and shoulders above everybody. And you got to thinking, oh, it's not that God didn't pick any short people. Praise God. I'm glad he got over all that. Too. Oh, but it's cause I'm so tall. It's because my I know how to use this armor. It's because I know how to use this sword. I see why God called me now. It's because I'm so good at what I do. Let me tell you, God picked up that anointing and found him a little shepherd boy on the backside of the desert. Not somebody with a bad spirit. Not somebody puffed up. Not somebody that wouldn't listen. to the word of God. Uh, He found somebody that was out there practicing how to play the harp. Uh, Why do you need to learn how to play the harp? Because God's going to anoint me to drive devils out one of these days. I'm going to practice right here. uh, I'm going to practice this anointing right here. I'm going to play so skillfully, uh, so anointed uh, that the devil ain't got no choice but to get mad and run out the door. uh, Hey, hallelujah, I would have anointed you, but you wouldn't purge yourself. I would have made you a captain of my people, but you never learned how to love my people. Boy, it's getting quiet in here. I know he gave me the right book yesterday. Because I typed it as fast as it came to me. I would have gave you the gifts of the Spirit. But your prayer life was too inconsistent. He was on fire one day and you didn't pray for a week. Come on. Come on. I, I don't want God saying I would have. In anybody's life in this room, I don't want. God, don't let us be the people of great potential. I get tired of hearing people say the potential. Potential. Man, they got potential. Well, praise God. Well, take your potential and mix it with some prayer. And make something happen. Don't 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 live with potential. Mix it with dedication. Mix it with consecration. Mix it with a prayer life. Mix it with humility. stood at the casket of people who had great potential. I guess when you get old, you've just seen a lot of stuff. I'm sorry. I've stood at a lot of caskets of people that I felt like they, they achieved every potential they could have in life. And I thought I was so impressed. And I've stood beside caskets of people that I thought, "What a waste. What a shame. Think about what God could have done. I'm just going to preach a little while. The saddest funerals are the ones that never achieved their potential. They never could purge themselves. They never could become what God wanted them to be. And it was always just crises after crises. Failure after failure. Fall after fall. And this and I ain't saying we don't fall. We all fall. Amen. But you got to know what to do. Amen. You, you don't go worse into it because you fail. You don't quit church for a few weeks. Well, let me just figure out my faults. Huh? I'm just kind of going through something. You're really going to go through something. The, the more you get away from God, you ain't seen anything yet. Hey man, Amen. Uh, You know what, I'm praying, God, don't let anybody in this room not live up to everything you've got for their life. Uh, Amen. There's preachers in this room uh, that can rock this world. Uh, Amen. There's evangelists that that could rock this world. Uh, Amen. There's teachers. uh, There's missionaries. There's Sunday school teachers that could pray every child through to the Holy Ghost. Uh, There's anointed people. There's people with gifts. But oh, oh, God, please don't say when you look at us. God, if you were standing on the mountain looking down at Calvary, Pentecostal, would you say... Well, I would have. I would have. Let's don't let him say that. Come on, I hope you're taking this right. I want you to change what God sees when he looks at us. Well, if I had more talent, quit saying that. He came back and he looked at the one just like he looked at the one with two and five. There's nobody with an excuse not to be what God called them to be. He looked at them. What did you do with it? Come on, can I preach a little while? Tired of hearing Pentecostal excuses about why we can't, Do this and can't win nobody, and you can't, your children won't come back. And my Lord, when's the last time you interceded for somebody? Hey, when did prayer go from intercessory to a moment of silence? Did blind Bartimaeus have a moment of silence before he got? healed of blindness was there a moment of silence when, before the building shook was there a moment of silence when the Holy Ghost was poured out was there a moment of silence before the chains fell off of Paul and Silas no I think it was an earthquake Hey, I feel so much Holy Ghost backing me up right now. Hallelujah. The reason they just they rejected Jesus because it just... it wasn't how they thought it would be in their mind. It heard about the Messiah for thousands of years. It was prophesied. It was prophesied in Genesis the third chapter. You're gonna bruise his head, but he's going gone. It's talking about the Messiah in Genesis three and fifteen. Throughout the Old Testament, it's prophesied the Messiah is coming. <laughs> he's gonna rise with healing in his wings. But when he showed up and he's like, you know, give me another tuba four. It. it just like it didn't really fit what their idea of the Messiah was going to be. Hey, Jesus, go get me some more tuba fours and brace up this wall and we're going to And they watched him. And it just didn't fit what they wanted. Wow. Well, we thought that the Messiah was going to come back and he was going to let us be the rulers again. He was going to run the Romans out of town and we would be the government You don't understand the government of God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to vote. And and then I'm just going to smile. (laughs) If they count it, praise God. (laughs) If they don't, get them, God. I don't know what. What? Because I know at the end of the day. God sets one up, and He sets another down. Why would I get mad over what God's doing in this world? I'm this. Who I'm going to vote for? The one that says we're going to preserve life. We're going to preserve life. We we love life. We love life. Praise God. But it just didn't fit their vision of what the Messiah was going to be like. And so it was easy to reject this guy. They grew up building cabinets. And then he leaves his mom and dad's house and starts hanging out with some buddies, running around trying to get a crowd it just didn't fit and so it was easy to reject his ministry then he goes to a cross and that sure didn't fit it what they thought was well he sure ain't the Messiah now then when the story of him being resurrected they thought yeah whatever whatever Whatever. He told his little buddies, about 120 of them, to go to an upper room and wait for the promise of the Father. And on the day of Pentecost, when it was fully come, there came a sound. Well, I think church ought to be quiet. Well, you weren't there when the church started. When the day of Pentecost was fully calm they were all in one place in one accord and suddenly suddenly well it's going to take a long no it don't take God long suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Wow. Wow. The beginning of the church, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Wow. It was a holiday, and there were so many thousands of people. The Jews from all over the world that had dispersed would all come back to Jerusalem to celebrate this Passover. No doubt they were walking down the streets and heard this racket. I tell you, when somebody gets the Holy Ghost, if they get the right one, some sound. So, I can only imagine God beginning the church on this miraculous day with a mighty wind, and then all them people full of the Holy Ghost. Some people shout, some people roll, some people just sit there and cry, some people fall down. That's why we're going to have a wood floor in the new church. We're going to have a no concussion Holy Ghost sanctuary. Hallelujah. But it was the beginning of the church the very first day. And it was a little bit different from the old church. It was a little bit different from the temple. It was a little bit different from the rabbinic, tribal Way of having service. And there was a man that was given the keys to the kingdom by this man, Jesus. He began to preach a message, and at the end of the message, all them people that were watching this, what on earth? These people are drunk. These people are, my Lord, I ain't never seen such goofiness in my life. This is what the people were saying. He, praise God. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. (laughs) Hallelujah. How do you explain to somebody how the Holy Ghost feels? I don't know. It just feels so much better than I did. I heard a few people try. Joy unspeakable. That's a pretty good description full of glory peace that passes all understanding all these people were there and they were looking and they looked at what they saw and they heard this man preach this is what was prophesied in the last days saith the Lord the L-O-R-D the Lord The God of the Old Testament. I will pour out of my spirit upon all. This is what Joel said a long time ago, y'all. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. This is that. Amen. And so you have all these thousands of people. Amen. And they're trying to figure out is this where we're going? Is this what has been prophesied? So there was a division of categories. The Bible said they that. Gladly. Gladly did what? Received the word. The ones that didn't kill the prophets. The ones that didn't stone Simon Peter. But the ones that gladly received it were added to the church. And I begin to think about the ones that were not added. They heard the exact same message. And I thought yesterday, this come to me. God, if they would have listened to that message you would have filled every one of them. So there was a group of 3,120 that got the Holy Ghost that day. But then there was a whole lot more that Jesus had to say, I would have. Hallelujah. I have so many things to say. I've watched people, and I'll praise God. I've watched some people walk into the same thing those Jews walked into that day that were from a very structured environment where you had a certain day, you did the certain sacrifice, and you wore a certain thing and stood in a certain place, and he did a certain thing, and then you walked out a certain way. And it was like walking into a museum and, and you did your little deal and you walked out. You bowed your little deal and you wore your little deals and wore your little deals and your little girls. And, and it just, I just couldn't understand that. But I've watched people walk into a, a church where the Spirit is leading a service where a spirit has filled everybody in the room. And the question that's got to be asked is, am I going to gladly receive this or am I going to look to another? Amen. I've seen many people make a decision. You know what? Whatever these people got, I want it. Watched a lot of people. Hey, it's a decision people got to make in their own mind. What life they're going to live. And I've watched a lot of people come to an altar, repent of their sins, lift their hands and pray and God fill them with the Holy Ghost. and They begin to live a happy ever after life life and then I've watched people walk in and they have the same expression as when they seen Jesus and they thought this doesn't fit what I thought it would be like and I I can't even get them to talk to me on the phone (laughs) and one of these days if they don't Have a born again experience. They're going to hear Jesus say. I would have. Filled you also. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now. Amen. I. I don't want to leave anything undone. Any stone. Unturned. Amen. I want God to have his perfect way. In every. Single person's life. In this room. What, how, how do i know how do i know when i've had the Holy ghost this is what Jesus said he told Nicodemus the wind blows where it listeth that means where it wants to and you hear the sound you don't know where it came from and you don't know where it's going so is everyone that is born of the spirit everybody say everyone everyone's going to have a sound. This word sound comes from the Greek word phone, where we get the word phonics from. Somebody said, well, I don't believe in all that speaking in tongues. Well, if you believe in being born again, you will. Because everyone that is born of the Spirit, there will be a sound. Amen. And then he said, marvel not. That I say unto you, ye must be born again. Why don't you stand together with me? In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What? How do you get from. How do you get these things from God? Amen. you got to gladly receive the Word. The old skeptical, cynical, doubting, grouching spirit ain't going to get nothing. But it's when you say, God, if that's what your Word says, I'm not asking you to believe what I say. I'm asking you to believe what that book says. God, if your word says it, I want it. So many things. I'm, I, there's many people in this room, you need the initial experience of the Holy Ghost. There's a lot of people in this room. It's time to go to a new level. The revival that God has called for this church will never be accomplished until people start opening their heart purging their spirits search may God see it's easy to see everybody else's problems that's easy anybody can see that but oh you're talking about difficult when you start looking at self, come on. I feel like God would pass out some spirits, some gifts of the Spirit in this place today. If there would be some people, amen, that you would allow yourself, amen, to just say, God. <laughs> Whatever you want. God, I'm willing. God, I'm hungry for you. God, I'm seeking after you. Hey, if you just get a love for people, something would change in your heart today. If you would just get an old-fashioned love for the people of God, God could open doors in your life that you never thought would open Amen. God could make things happen that you done gave up on. There could be healings that could take place immediately. Uh, God could straighten things out you never thought could be straightened. Uh, Oh, and the people of God. (laughs) Say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, God. Don't want you to live a dry experience. Not even wondering whether you got the Holy Ghost or not. Wondering whether you're saved or not. Come on, there's so much more. Come on, there's so much more God wants to do. Come on, people of God. Yeah, I say, I say, I say. Ooh, come on. <laughs>